I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. What a wonderful opportunity to be with you around the weekend period of time. Thank the Lord that you're there. If we can do anything to be of help, assistance, of aid to you, uh, you can find us. We're as close as uh, the computer if you have access to such. That old keyboard, if you can just push in that F and then a zero, uh, O-F-O-M-M dot that period and then org that'll bring you directly to us here at fishers and ministries international we're updating the website uh continually so you bear with us uh, leave us a message uh, let us know that you listen to our program if you'd like to write to us and oh i like i like the mail i like uh, uh receiving uh, the mail i like something via that envelope i like that email also but that envelope you can call the station they'll give you an address whereby you can call and write Uh, to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. The book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6. Oh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been in the area of something that's nautical. I like that. That was my past life. I spent the better part of all my lost life just out in the Gulf of Mexico, out where over the last couple of months, all the oil has been drifting back and forth, you know. You said, what about all of that? Well, I'm not interested in making comments concerning that. Now, the water is salt water. There's something about salt. And uh, it's something about uh, the ocean. It's sort of uh, uh, resistant uh, against things that uh, go against it. Uh, So, uh, I pray that God will work something out in the future whereby our fishermen in our area can go back to work. A lot of the fishing grounds have been closed. But uh, thinking about uh, the sea, I certainly relate to the sea. And, of course, the Bible says they that go down to the sea in ships. So I like talking about boats. Genesis chapter 6, we're going to look at God's boat. God, the original naval architect. God, the designer of the first vessel that we find here. And we're going to find the reason for its making and all how you got inside that uh, ark. And uh, it landed safely, you know. So we're going to make a parallel here. What the ark was to Noah, Jesus Christ is to us today. First of all, the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, it says this. Some people ask, they said, what was the purpose of the ark? What was really the bottom line, the original purpose of the ark? It says, and God looked upon the earth. And behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. The next statement, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Now what's that? What does that seem to insinuate and say to us? The earth is corrupt. I'm going to destroy them. Make an ark of gopher wood. All right, so the reason for its making as simple as possible. It's built because of the sinfulness of men. 
and then the safety of God's children. All right, the imagination, faults, verse 5, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the faults of his heart was only evil continued. Why make this boat? Why make this vessel? Because God is going to destroy the earth. And as far as this ark is concerned, it's going to be for the safety of God's children. Now, I can make a perfect parallel here. Then we think about we we live all so many thousands of years from this day. And as far as water is concerned, God said he's going to destroy the earth with water again, correct? <laughs> Incorrect. All right. We think about the rainbow. But you know what I find? I find an old fisherman here in the Bible. His name is Simon Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. He talks about this whole earth is concerned. He said it's reserved unto fire, not water. You mean God's going to destroy it again? Oh, yes. Do you have a place to hide? Did Noah have a place to hide? Was Noah God's job? Yes, his family. Sad to say there was only eight. Only eight. But it was a place of safety. Now, let me ask you something. Do you have a place of safety today when the world's on fire? Where are you going to be, my friend? So, what has God done for us today? Provided for us a spiritual ark. What is that? That has to do with the work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. We think about the invitation that Noah gave many times. Now, he was a preacher of righteousness. We do the same thing today. We give the same invitation that there is a place of safety. There is a place, even though the problem of sin is there. You know, why did Jesus come? He came because of the sin problem. You know, what is it? Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God commended his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So the reason for we think about salvation's plan being completed in Jesus Christ is uh, because, my friend, of man's sinfulness and how his sins need to be forgiven. Or outside of Christ, my friend, he dies lost, my friend. And they spend eternity away from God in a place that God never even made for mankind. We think about the devil and his angels. We think about the eternal lake of fire. We see in the New Testament, Jesus mentioned many times, he mentions hell fire, my friend. All right, we go to a simple parallel. All right, what the ark was to Noah, all right, Jesus is to us today. You know, the people that came inside that ark were actually people that God brought in the ark. You say, well, what are you saying there? Let me just read it this way. Chapter 7 and verse 1. It says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house. The invitation came from God to Noah. Now, you say, what are you saying? There was others to whom God dealt with, but they didn't want to come in. They couldn't carry their sins in that ark. There must be a forsaking and a leaving of sins behind. Today, the same thing is true. You will never be saved unless God deals with you and deals with your heart, creating a thirst for him. And you'll never have this thirst until Jesus Christ is lifted up before you as the Son of God and the only way of salvation. You said, why do you say that, preacher? Because of the Bible. John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, and I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So my responsibility is to say Jesus is the only way. 
Jesus is the answer to man's problems. It is Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ that can provide hope and help to mankind. And when we preach that and talk about the power of the blood, there's something about that that draws men to this place of salvation. Does everybody respond to this drawing? Oh, no, my friend. Did they in Noah's day? Did God... Did God not feel the same way in Noah's day as he feels today? That he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance? Yes. What did people do in Noah's day? Rejected it. What do they do today? Reject it. Some people say you cannot resist. Oh, the old preacher in Acts chapter 7, Stephen, looked in the faces of sinners and he said, You do always resist the Holy Ghost. Oh, don't resist God's means and way of salvation. As far as the ark is concerned, oh, there was only one entrance. Only one entrance. Chapter 6 in verse 16, it says, And the door of the ark shall thou set in the side thereof. And the door. The door, not D-O-O-R-S, not in its plural form. The door. So this ark had a door. Not an unusual boat because I've never seen a boat of this size that did not have many, many doors. So if you got inside the ark, you had to go through the door. You understand what I mean? To get into the ark, you had to go through the door. There's no climbing up some other way. You say, what if they climb up the back, the back way? Once again, they have to come around. They come in through the door. They had to go through the door. Now, once again, oh, the parallel is so simple. I can tell it to a little child. So many people miss it. John chapter 10 and verse 9, Jesus said, I am the door. If any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. Oh, uh, a very nice lady wrote me a, a note the other day, and she said, Brother Mon, you have your way. And she said, I have my way, and other people in other religions have their way, and we're all trying to work to get to the same place. Oh, no, ma'am. I'm not working to get to any place. Uh, the work that my Lord has done, my Savior provided the, wor the work. And as far as many ways, there's not many ways. Some people have the, you know, the Methodist way in a Presbyterian Church of Christ, Lutheran, Episcopal, Catholic, Baptist, you know. There's a, no, 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 you have your way. I have, no, 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 there's not many ways. There's only one door. You said, I, you think you're the only, no, no, no. I'm saying Jesus is the only door. Jesus said concerning the way to the Father's house, I am the way. I have trusted that way. I am aboard God's spiritual ark. One door and only one. And yet its sides are two. I'm on the inside. <laughs> on which side are you? It's all about Jesus Christ. And my friend on the inside, a statement made here I really like, chapter 7, verse 16. It says concerning those when they went in the ark, it says, and the Lord shut him in. Let me read it again so you didn't hear. All right, they're in the ark now with the animals, and it says, Then, and the Lord shut him in. All the songs that have to do with Noah, even the, even the little uh, the little kid songs, some of them, it says, And Noah shut the door. No, 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 no. And the Lord shut him in. All right, so what do you learn from that? Once again, the parallel is so clear. As far as Bible salvation is concerned, if you get aboard God's vessel, so to speak, all right, when I trust Jesus Christ to be my Savior, all right, then I have what's called Bible salvation. And as far as this salvation is concerned, it's forever. You said it's forever. I talked to people and said, I've had people tell me, well, I, I used to be saved, but not anymore. 
I, I once was a Christian, but not, you said, they kind of fell overboard. As far as Noah is concerned, could he fall out of the ark? <laughs> no. God shut him in. Concerning a child of God, if you get Bible salvation, Ephesians 1, Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about being sealed until the day of redemption. I'm sealed in. Slip and fall up and down the decks of life, so to speak. You said you make mistakes, and yet, oh, yes, yes, slip and fall, but never over the side, never into the waters of despair. Shut in, sealed, praise the Lord. And then as far as this ark is concerned, it landed safely. Sometimes the, uh, I'm sure uh, the devil perhaps was real in Noah's day, maybe spoke to Noah numerous times inside the ark and said, you're never going to get out of here. In fact, you're going to die in here. And the, as far as this ark is concerned, this is just a place, this is no more than just a tomb for you. But it didn't happen that way. It landed safely and God let him out. The same thing is true today. One day into God's haven of rest, oh, the old ship of salvation is going to sail. And Jesus is going to open the door and he's going to say, welcome home. Oh, what a wonderful day. Lost at sea? No. Sink? No. The pirates of the devil attack? No. Are you aboard God's ship? Have you trusted Jesus Christ to be your Savior? I want you to do that. You've got to do that. See what Jesus did there on Calvary when he died and shed his blood. My friend, all oh, forgiveness of sins. You can have it if you trust that. And salvation eternally. It's all about Jesus. He is God's ark of safety. Are you in Christ? Now until next week, the same time, this is Old Fisher Mon saying goodbye.